The Fake Show is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas, Brew City Brand, and by Mr. Antenna. It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. Most of you know actor George Takei from the iconic series and film franchise, Star Trek. He was also great in the series Heroes, and one of my favorites was the comedy Central Roast of his pal William Shatner. What you might not know is that George and his family were held in one of those Japanese internment camps during World War II. He's got a new film treatment of his Broadway musical called Allegiance that is all about his family's plight. I've got George Takei on the line right now. George, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. How are you? Very nice. Nice to talk to you again. And and how exciting is it to be involved in this musical, Allegiance, on Broadway? Well, it's a very dear and personal project of mine. And uh, we played on Broadway in 2015 and 16, but we didn't want the the, uh, story to end there. Yeah. We, uh, you know, Broadway has a large uh, audience, but that's way out on the East Coast, and we want the rest of America to be able to have access to our production. And we filmed it, and we filmed it not uh, as a uh, 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 archival film, you know, with a, a camera at the back of the theater. We did right. that, too, with a full house and to get the audience reaction. But we also filmed it with an empty house, but with multiple cameras and the crane catching aerial shots and panning shots, close-ups and pullbacks and and uh, uh, zoom-ins. And so we used film technique to uh, film Allegiance. And we showed it first on uh, December 7th in 2016 and then in 2017. And this year, we are not only screening uh, Allegiance itself for a one-night-only screening, but we're also premiering the documentary, The Making of Star, uh, uh, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, Making of Allegiance. And the uh, documentary will be uh, screened on December the 4th uh, in uh, 500, uh, 657 theaters throughout the country. And on December 11th, the musical, the Broadway musical Allegiance, will be screened in 657 theaters all over the country. Wow, that's amazing. Las Vegas will have at least a half a dozen theaters. Uh, uh, Just check uh, with your local papers or on the Internet, the nearest theater near you. And George, George, essentially, this uh, fair to say this is the your parents' story, right? Exactly. I was uh, five years old at that time. Can you imagine... The government uh, categorized me as a five-year-old as an enemy alien. I mean, right. all Japanese Americans suddenly became enemy aliens. They even raided uh, orphanages. Can you imagine what threat to the government are babies that have no parents or orphans, you know, little kids? And yet they raided orphanages and put made an orphanage in the Manzanar camp. Circle, the whole thing was. And not to get all serious about this, but does the current zero-tolerance immigration policy kind of feel like we're repeating this cycle? Not only repeating, we're reaching a new low because our families were intact. They didn't tear me away from my parents. 
But what we're doing on the, or what we did on the uh, southern border was to tear children, babies, away from their parents. And then not only that, they scattered them all over the country in, in places like Minnesota and uh, Wisconsin and New Jersey. And when the courts ordered them to bring the children together with their parents again, this government is so incompetent that they, they couldn't find each other. I mean, they they lost track of the, of the children. I mean, that's a new low. In our case, I mean, I I thought uh, our imprisonment was bad enough. Now we've reached a new low. We've to learn the lessons of history and not only not repeat them, but what we're doing then, uh, now is making it even more cruel and sinister. If you wouldn't mind looking back a few years, I, I, I remember reading about how when you auditioned for Star Trek that Gene Roddenberry was a different kind of guy. I mean, rather than have a whole entourage with him during the interview process, it was just one-on-one, and that must have been, you know, it must have made it easier. It was, <laughs> you know, I, I was kind of kind of intimidated when I found out that I was meeting uh, with just one man. But yeah. he turned out to be a totally different kind of one-man uh, producer. I mean, he was genial. He was warm. He ushered me over to uh, 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 the couch area, you know. We sat down uh, 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 on the couch, and we just chatted. I mean, it, I, I'd never, until then and since then, been interviewed like that. And I love the fact that even though this was a sci-fi series, the writing was so brilliant and it really commented on the turbulent times, didn't it? It it was an extraordinary show. And, you know, my uh, appreciation for that show grows uh, deeper and and more profound with each passing year. I mean, Star Trek now is, uh, what, 52 years old and uh, we uh, celebrated the 50th anniversary uh, two years ago and it is so relevant to our time still today I mean for the first time in, in television history I think we had a diverse inclusive leadership team on that bridge there an African American woman an Asian man uh, the captain was a North American uh, the uh, engineer was uh, a European a Scotsman you know and at a time of the Cold War I mean, that was one of the uh, coldest points in the Cold War. We had a guy with a Russian accent right, on, on, on the bridge. It, it was such a visionary show. I, I know you've commented before about how you were very close to several of the cast members, with the exception of... Uh, <laughs> uh, we know who that was. Was Bill... Sh- I felt the same way about him. Yeah, what... I mean, Bill Shatner, you know, to the to the untrained eye, comes across as kind of a self-centered guy. Was he like that when you first started on the original series back in the 60s? In spades. <laughs> <laughs> but I must say this for, for, for uh, Bill. He is relentless. He's 87 years old now. Yeah. Now out peddling uh, a Christmas album. His singing Christmas carol. <laughs> he has the energy of a bullhog. <laughs> yeah. Well, as as do you. I mean, your obviously your workout regimen must be must be pretty stellar because and you're, you're much younger. Yeah. <laughs> right. Octogenarian. I'm 81 now. Yeah, it's hard to believe too. I'm the youngest of the cast. 
You know, I have to ask you something. I I, I did an interview once with uh, with a guy who did a documentary on actress Susan Oliver, who portrayed the Green Girl on Star Trek. I'm just wondering what she was like to work with on that series. If you had much interaction with her at all. Well, here's the thing about uh, film acting. Uh, we may be in the same movie or the same episode of a TV series, but that doesn't mean we were, we actually worked together. Yes, right. I wasn't in the scenes that she was in. Right. As a matter of fact, I wasn't in the episode that she was in because that was the first um, pilot that was made, Jeffrey Hunter. Yes. That pilot did not sell the show, but they found... Uh, uh, NBC found enough elements that were interesting. They didn't like uh, Jeffrey Hunter for some odd reason as uh, the captain. So they said, uh, recast that part. And the, and the uh, uh, first officer was played by Major Barrett, uh, a woman. And they said it was unbelievable that a woman would be in that kind of command position. Recast that. And so um, the... Uh, guy who was playing uh, an alien uh, was uh, upgraded. Uh, Leonard Nimoy uh, became uh, the first officer of Spock. And uh, Major became uh, the nurse, from the first officer to a nurse. So that's an uh, uh, um, example of the times that it was. Uh, leadership material. You know. Before I let you go, I, I have to compliment you because I've seen you, you know, doing autographs for people, and and you make sure that you have a brief conversation with whoever that person is, which which means a lot to them. And not every celebrity uh, does that thing, and I think that that's uh, really really a great thing that you do there. Well, you know, that's the whole point of uh, a personal appearance, isn't it? To to connect with the people that have uh, uh, given you whatever. Uh, stardom that uh, you have, uh, uh, you can actually do negative publicity, like, uh, you know who, uh, <laughs> you can't even make eye contact, it's next, 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 and he just scribbles his name, you can't, you know, you can't even read what he's written, it's just a scribble, and so that <laughs> moment can be so meaningful if you have, number one, the basic eye contact, and then sharing a few words, you know, where are you from? Or, oh, that's a, be- a beautiful dress you're wearing. Or, uh, uh, what did you have for lunch today? I just yeah. Wonderful lunch. You know, just a few bits, and, and they savor that. And uh, so you, you make a, a, a positive uh, a moment there when you can turn it into a negative moment. You know, people walk away saying, I'll never go to one of his shows again. I'll pay to see him. It's George Takei's Allegiance. I really uh, can't wait to see it. It's in theaters, several theaters, hundreds of theaters, December 11th. Great luck with that. And, and it's all over the country, 657 theaters. Uh, amazing. And, and great luck with that. It, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, George, and happy holidays. Thank you very much, and happy holidays to you. All right, right. Thank you. And of course, George has tirelessly fought for the equality of the LGBT community. Although just a few states have legalized same-sex marriage, he says there is a long way to go. Well, that does it for this episode of The Fake Show. I'm Jim Tofty. I hope to see you back here next time. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. 